your child was identified with a disability and you might feel like you did something wrong or you might feel guilty and those emotions, those feelings are completely understandable. However, it's not the end of the world and actually it could be beneficial. Yep, there could be some really good things that happen for your child because they've been identified. This is a Holding Out Learning LLC production. Hit it! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You better turn right back around because here comes the short bald dude from the Parents Recharge Show. What is going on, fellow parents? Thank you for popping in to the Parents Recharge Show. In this episode, we're going to answer the question, have you done something wrong if your child was diagnosed with a disability? The answer, I'll tell you right up front, no. Emphatically, no. You've not done anything wrong. I guess we could end the podcast there and not continue on at all, but... Let me dive a little deeper for you. I know as parents, we're pretty much hotwired to be stricken with guilt. That my wife and I talk about this all the time. And I honestly think this is probably a characteristic of good parents. You feel guilty when things don't go right. You feel guilty when you find out your kids are struggling with something and you think you've done something wrong. However, I'm going to reframe for you The idea of a disability, whether your child has been diagnosed with autism or ADHD or learning disability in general, dyslexia, whatever disability your child has been diagnosed with, I want to reframe it. Think about the word disability for a second. Hidden, almost it feels like it's hidden, within that word is the word ability. Your child has unique abilities, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts, Your child's brain is unique, and with that comes some really awesome things, but also probably some things that make it a little challenging for them, too. Well, one of the nice things about a child with a disability is that they're allowed to have extra support in the educational environment. That's one of the the real strengths once your child's been diagnosed. But I honestly believe, and this is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, In education, we do a pretty lousy job of keeping parents abreast of what on earth is happening. So from a parent's standpoint, you're sitting there, maybe you go in for a meeting and you find out your kid is completing less work, or maybe your child's just not scoring well on certain tests, or they have some kind of struggles, or maybe it's behavioral challenges, whatever it is. And they go through the process, the school does, of talking you through, you know, what the next steps are. But a lot of the times, we don't really... Let parents know that it's okay. It's okay for your kid to not be going through and skating through school like it's easy street. Matter of fact, that doesn't make you out of the ordinary. That makes you a regular individual, a human. Because for most kids, there are challenges that show up or pop up during school. Most very few kids just skate through school like it's a piece of cake. That doesn't happen for most kids. So the idea of Your child being identified with disability doesn't have to be a horrific thing. 
I have sat through so many meetings where uh, parents find out that their child has a a disability, or maybe it's that they're finding out that their child needs more support. Whatever it is, it's hard to take, really hard to take. And I honestly think we need to do a better job in education of helping parents understand that process. I've actually done some podcasts on this particular topic on my education podcast that I have talking about how as educators we need to but we need to do a better job of helping parents through this process and talking them through it and also letting them know it's okay. Your child has a disability, but that's okay. Even if they're involved with special education programming, that does not mean necessarily they're headed to a specialized school. That doesn't mean they can't graduate. That doesn't mean they can't go on to be successful in whatever it is they want to do. That doesn't mean they can't get a job. You see, the word disability sounds horrific, but when we reframe it and think of it as it means my child has a unique brain and maybe we can put some supports in place to help my child so that we can strengthen some of the areas of where maybe where they're struggling. That's really the, the point of identifying a child with a disability. I want to share with you some really positive things. If you've got five minutes on your hand, look up famous people with disabilities. The list will blow your mind. There are so many successful people who have disabilities. Here's some examples for you. These people are on the autism spectrum. Dan Aykroyd, uh, actor. Did you know People believe that Isaac Newton was probably on the spectrum. Here's another one. Obviously, these are individuals in history, so some people have had to do some digging and infer some information and piece it together. Some people believe Thomas Jefferson was on the spectrum. The reason? Because he had difficulty relating to other people. He was kind of awkward socially, and he was sensitive to really loud noises. Those are characteristics you would associate with autism. How about ADHD? Well, this one's interesting because Einstein, who is well-known as just a brilliant mind, who notoriously struggled in school, a lot of people think maybe he had autism. Some people think maybe he had ADHD. Some people think he had dyslexia. Any way you cut it, he had a disability, and school was not his jam for quite a while. What was his jam? Science. The dude knew his stuff when it came to science. Again, he has a unique brain doesn't mean that he doesn't have struggles. It means there's some things that he does extremely well. Here's some other other people with ADHD. Justin Timberlake, athletes like Michael Phelps, Michael Jordan. Did you know that many people believe JFK also had ADHD? Actor Will Smith and Walt Disney himself, many people believe, had ADHD. Here's some people with dyslexia. Steve Jobs, Daniel Radcliffe, and some of you are like, who? (laughs) Let me put it this way. Harry Potter. Anderson Cooper. The list goes on and on, people. What I'm saying is this. Just because your child's been identified with a disability doesn't mean their life is going to crumble. What it means is schools need to do a better job of supporting your child if they haven't done so already. Whether it's developing a 504 plan or whether it's developing an IEP, Schools need to rally with you collectively as a team to try to help your kid so that they can have more success. That is really one of the main focuses of identifying your child with a disability. As we move into our recharge stories, we're going to talk about things that I thought were going to be bad, but they turned out to be pretty good. And it's going to relate back to this specific theme 
of your child with a disability, and it may be a positive thing that they have been identified. It's time to get recharged, people. When your child is identified with a disability, it usually feels horrific. You feel like you've done something wrong. You feel like it's something that's bad. But it may be possible that it's beneficial that they're identified with a disability and some good things can come of it. I'm going to share with you some examples of my life, some specific examples about things that I thought were going to be bad, but then they turned out to be pretty good and beneficial. And it's going to relate back to this theme. So let me take you back. I'm first going to start off with my high school life, which I was not a good high school student. Matter of fact, pretty bad in general. I was struggling in high school. uh, And what I know now that I didn't know then was I have ADHD and that was not helping any. However, certain things did go well for me in high school, but some things were a challenge. One thing in particular that I struggled with that a lot of kids struggle with, algebra. Now, I do okay with math, but there was something about algebra my freshman year in high school I just did not connect with. I struggled. It was just, you know, the idea of letters representing numbers. It just seemed odd to me. Well, I made it through algebra, and I want to say I had probably a D average, high D average, something like that, or a low C. And then later that summer, I took a small trip with a family of a friend and his family. And when I returned, apparently, my dad told me the high school had called and said some opportunities that had opened up for me. And I said, what do you mean by that, dad? He said, well, they're recommending you don't go on to take algebra two or geometry. Instead, they have a new course. It's called Algebra 1B. I said, are you saying that I pretty much failed Algebra 1, Dad? (laughs) Was this like remedial help for Algebra? And he said, they're offering it because you passed, but they're concerned that you might not do so well at the next level of Algebra. I was not happy that I had to, I didn't have to, but I was not happy that my father said, go ahead and give him Algebra 1B. But in the end, it ended up being a good thing. When I took Algebra 1B, I'm not telling you it was like the greatest experience in the world for me. It was still Algebra. But the approach of how it was taught and the approach of like the pacing and and just generally how we went through the curriculum was just different. And I connected with it a whole lot better. And although I was not originally happy to take Algebra 1B at all, it turned out to be pretty beneficial because when I went on to take geometry and then algebra two, I did okay. I didn't do, I didn't like bust out A's. Maybe I got some B's, maybe I got some C's, but in general, I did okay. And eventually, I think that actually helped me moving on when I went to college because I had to take a couple math classes in college. I'm not telling you algebra one B was the best thing that ever happened to me. What I am telling you is that specific example I didn't think it was a good thing, but it ended up turning out to be pretty good. Here's another example. Fast forward quite a few years to Kyle Hill as an adult. I started off as a young teacher 
and I taught a self-contained classroom, special education students. And then my next year, I was asked to teach in a, in a co-teaching classroom, two teachers, and it was an inclusive classroom, meaning that the students with disabilities who are identified in special education programming were now mainstreamed in the classroom, which was pretty awesome. First two years, I did okay. And I connected really well with the teacher that I was teaching with in my co-taught classroom. And then the following year, the principal asked me if I'd be willing to switch to a new partner. And I thought, I do not want to do this. Do not want to do this. I know this person and she's a good person, but she is not my teaching style. You see, my teaching style was always like, I want to connect with kids. I want to have a good time. And I had some shortcomings in my teaching style because I didn't, I wasn't as strong at the instructional following of the curriculum. I knew how to have how to have good time in the classroom, but I have yet to figure out the balance of how everything worked between have a good time and also let's make sure we get some stuff done so the kids get the academic support they need. Well, I ended up moving on and teaching that following year with a teacher who was a little bit more old school. I wasn't too excited about it. Frankly, I was really worried about it. And what I've realized, though, was it was exactly what I needed. Working with her tightened me up, meaning my planning and my preparation got better. It was probably a turning point in my teaching career, and I desperately needed it, but I didn't know that I needed it. I'm not telling you that everything came up roses with that teaching partnership, because I had a different teaching style, and she had a different teaching style, and it took a while to figure out how we worked together, but we did. And in the end, I look back and I think, that was not something I wanted to get into. Certainly not a situation where I was teaching with somebody who was probably a bit more old school than I wanted. However, looking back, I think she learned quite a bit from me, and I know I learned a ton from her, because... She helped me become much more plan-oriented and much more instructionally driven. And I finally, for the first time in my teaching career, I was starting to figure out there's a balance between having fun and connecting with kids and also making sure that we're giving them all the academic possibilities and opportunities that they need. You see, these stories, both of these stories go back to our theme. Sometimes in life, you're given something and you think, oh, this is not good. This is just not good. But then once you dive in a little bit deeper, you figure out it may be very beneficial and it might end up being something that's positive. And this is why it goes back to this particular topic of the podcast. Your child was diagnosed with a disability. You didn't do anything wrong. But here's the good news. Because your child was diagnosed with a disability, now some opportunities can open up for them so they can get the support that they need so that they can have more success in the classroom, whether it's academic, behavior, social, whatever it is that they need help within a specific area. That is really the purpose of identifying a child with a disability. Your child was identified with a disability and you might feel like you did something wrong or you might feel guilty 
And those emotions, those feelings are completely understandable. However, it's not the end of the world. And actually, it could be beneficial. Yep, there could be some really good things that happen for your child because they've been identified. You know, when we look at the word disability, it really has a stigma, like it's a bad thing. But so many individuals with disabilities start to realize, I've got some other things that I do really, really, really well. For example, someone with ADHD, so many people with ADHD have certain parts of their brain that fire like supercharge. A lot of them, it's creativity. So you have a lot of musicians or artists or singers, people in theater who have ADHD. It's because that part of their brain is firing really hard. Now, that's not everybody with ADHD because everybody has their own unique brain. However, that's an example. An example of how someone with a disability still is extremely gifted, still can have extremely creative talents or can have something that makes them very unique and a skill set that makes them unique. That's just one example of many. So my suggestion to you, as someone who's been through this before themselves and as someone who sat in meetings and watched and felt horrible for parents who have taken the message that their child has a disability and taken it to heart, my message for you is this. It's okay. It's okay that you feel that way. But what I'm going to tell you is it's not the end of success for your child. This can be the beginning of reframing how your child needs to get support in school. It can be the beginning of people starting to understand that we need to look a little bit closer on how we can help this kid. And that is really, really important for your kid to have success. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you hang in there. Parenting is hard. And yes, parenting can be (laughs) guilt-ridden. We can, oh, the amount of guilt we put on ourselves when things don't go well or when our kids struggle, or in this case, when our kid is identified with a disability. It can be really hard. It can rock you to your core, I know. But hang in there and understand Even if your child has a disability, it doesn't mean that they don't have abilities. They do. They have plenty of strengths. And those strengths may be exactly what they need to make them successful in life. Thanks again for dropping in. Hope to talk to you again soon. Matter of fact, the only thing I do know is that most of the time I don't know. Dad, you're super cringy. Is your 9 or 10-year-old already starting to fill out their application for Harvard, Yale, or Oxford? Parenting is just flat-out messy sometimes. If you happen to like this stuff from the short bald dude, new episodes drop every other Thursday. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you think he's halfway decent, you can also rate and review. You can also send him some feedback too if you email him at rechurchcommunity at gmail.com. You can share ideas on future topics or just yell at him for his horrible sense of humor. We do it all the time. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'd like to give a shout out to Kevin McLeod for the use of his music. You can check out his information in the show notes below.